0: Yo, yo, yo. It is episode 10. It's 10. been a minute. We're back. It's been a few weeks. It has. Me, Zach, and Jason. No Duncan this week. Uh, Duncan has uh, been deployed to join the Israeli war effort. I don't know if you heard about that, Jason. Uh, single-handedly, he's uh, he's out there fight- fighting Hamas, and uh, we wish him well, and uh, we hope to uh, see him soon. And hopefully... It doesn't lead to a nuclear holocaust. and
1: that, I, yeah, nice. I, I completely hope all is well for our friend Duncan. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about the rest of it. Well, I mean, I haven't been to work today, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down on current offense. I haven't I, I don't even know what's going on.
0: Ah, same shit, different day.
1: I, it's always there's a war somewhere. There's, well, you there's know, always it's, something it's, going it, on.
0: If it hasn't happened on TikTok yet, it hasn't happened. Oh, is that the new? That's the modus operandi I think we're all living by now. Mm -hmm. I think we are in a, let's fucking get on with it. Yeah. And also, what's this? This thousands-year-old struggle that's now all of a sudden? Anyway, enough about that. We don't need to talk about that. We wish Duncan luck. Um, But first, public service announcement. Just before I came over here, I was at the gas station. Uh, It is Monday night. Uh, before the drawing of
1: the no, today today is Wednesday,
0: Monday. Sorry, Wednesday. Sorry, my my days are all fucked up. Um, Wednesday night, and uh, the drawing for the Powerball. It's at uh, Oh, 1 shoot, point, I forgot to go get one. One point seven five
1: billion mm-hmm. dollars. Somebody won a, a one of the winning lottery tickets for one of the things for like two million dollars. Got sold at a um in Tiffin. Hmm. Like, just south of Iowa City. Don't tell me about people winning that aren't Or by Iowa City. I don't want to yeah. hear that shit. Yeah.
0: Anyway, public service announcement. If you are in a gas station, right? So I'm buying the ticket, and I you have to pay with debit. You have to put your pin in when you're buying a lotto ticket. I don't know if you know that.
1: I only use cash.
0: Good for you. Then this isn't for you, fucker. <laughs> anyway, so I have to pay debit, so I have to put my <clears> pin in. And usually they have a little covering that uh, keeps your pin input away from prying eyes yes well this one didn't this is the casey's up the street from us the shitty casey's okay and i i see a guy behind me just this green mass to my right and he's much too close and he's clearly in view of me beep boop beeping my pin my my four-digit pin Uh uh-huh and i kind of pause i don't say anything i just stop because i i'm like well maybe he's not paying attention right because there's this unwritten rule that we all know right
1: you look the other way
0: you look the other way or you position yourself where you're clearly not looking and Mm -hmm. this guy was just right fucking there right up in my shit (laughs) and i i put the pin in and I, i i froze man i did i could have done the thing with my hand where i covered it up but I don't know. I'm thinking. You should of that have now. just handed
1: him your card afterwards.
0: Well, I gave him a fucking look after I did. I let him uh-huh. know, like I almost said, like, "Hey, did you you get everything? Do you want to take notes?" And he just gives me the, you know, I I make eye contact. I give him that nod. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the fuck, man? What what is happening? What like the fabric of society, polite society, is breaking down. All these little things that we know we're supposed to do. These mm-hmm. unwritten rules. I feel like they're just are people just checked out. People don't care
1: anymore? Well, partially, I think that maybe people were so tired of having to stand six feet away from each other during the COVID shit. Oh, enough of COVID. We can't blame COVID Well, for this like, no, now people are, like, ramming up on each other's asses all the time. I get that all the time when I'm at the gas station, or not the gas station, but just going and getting groceries. Like, I was standing in line, waiting behind somebody, and I, I give it a good amount of space. I've got my cart in front of me so that there's space between us and everything, and a good couple feet beyond that. But then I've got a guy behind me with, like, I don't know, an armload of a couple things, and he's, like, right up on me. And I'm the asshole that will actually turn around and physically or audibly say, hey, you want to back up a minute there? You know, like, I'll be like, hey, you're too close to me, dude. Yeah. But I I'm a little bit more confrontational when it comes to stuff like that, too. I don't I don't know. I don't like people being too close to me. Well, yeah, it gets to me. I'm a like, hugger, but I don't like well, what, weird it, people. Yeah. You know. There's
0: rules like you have to stay like, you know, at least a person space in between you and the person in when you're standing in line.
1: What was it we learned like back in school? Like you put your arms out to the side. And like if if I'm standing here and I've got my arms out to horizontally and you stand there and you have your arm out ho- horizontally, that's how Our fingertips-
0: They're not teaching that shit anymore. Well, they did when I was a kid,
1: but I'm fucking old, so I I guess whatever.
0: I don't think they're teaching any sort of I don't think they teach anything. Maneuvering anymore.
1: (laughs) They can't teach anything. Our teachers are actually pretty much have their hands tied behind their back because they have to stick with everything that- the governments and the corporations and society is making no, the them do. The teachers are pushing this. They're shit. not allowed to even tell you that. Oh, your your kid is the problem child, because then the teacher gets chastised for it. I, I don't know, man. I, I have mixed feelings on. Kill all on the teachers. Like kill that. all
0: the kids. Let's uh, let's get on with it. I, I'm I'm ready to wipe the slate clean. Clean. Um, everybody who's not me and my immediate friends and family, you all got to go. Sorry.
1: Oh, well, see you guys. I guess Zach is kicking me out.
0: No, no, you're I said friends and immediate family.
1: Oh, I'm a friend. Well, yeah. Shit, yeah. Or, I mean, dude. The family.
0: I mean, awesome. people
1: confuse us for each other all the time. Oh, the other day, wasn't there some lady in there saying, like, aren't you guys brothers? Fucking racist bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, why? Because all, all the us time. white guys the with, with
0: glasses and goatees. And goatees. The same, same. Well, it's I mean okay people think too- that
1: well, JR is not white. And I mean, like, we get mixed up all the time. Oh, He's half.
0: A, I've been treating him like a white guy this whole time. Okay, <laughs> well,
1: yeah, now, now you're in
0: trouble. I'll be much nicer. Yep.
1: Uh, I wouldn't. I'd be ruder <laughs> to JR. Because he deserves it. Actually, no, I gotta say, JR is a hell of a nice dude, man. He's he took the piercing section of tattoo of Neon Dragon and just ran with it, man. Like I taught him how to Pierce back in the day, and then he bought all the equipment and everything from me, all the jewelry that I had at the time, all of the utensils, and he literally turned it around into almost like a science. Yeah, I got to I got to give it up to that guy. He, I truly feel he is my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I'm, I don't have siblings, but he's my brother. You know for sure.
0: Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he yeah, he really uh. Just. Took the whole thing to eleven with the piercing. Yeah, um, it's top notch. It's, I think, far and beyond, uh, beyond what most uh, piercing places are.
1: Yeah, and I respect um, the way that he runs his crew and everything too. Yeah, it's
0: perfect. Enough of talk. Enough <laughs> sucking his dick.
1: <laughs> oh well, I wouldn't do that.
0: Anyway, what are we? What are we talking about today? So episode ten, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, you know, I, part of this me is This is a think,
1: monumental episode. I mean ten, that's uh that's a number. I wasn't sure if we'd make it this far, to be honest. Yeah. There were a few close calls there. Yeah. Wouldn't like you say number three and number, number three?
0: Seven? it's like the uh, all the odd ones. We have a few episodes that will remain buried. <laughs> we I do think. have
1: some recordings that we have not released. Well, that you haven't released. All right. I have no control over this. You oh, have you oh, are yeah, the, you have right the final
0: there. you're the gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Gatekeeping. Mm. Oh, my goodness. No, no. I, I'm the key master. You're the gatekeeper. Okay. We're going back to No, the, uh, we're not using here? no I, Fucking Zoomers. They didn't make up these words, they just m- made them meaningless. Hmm. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so episode 10 official episodes. Mm-hmm. Episode 10, I thought maybe it's time to do a clip show, oh. an audio clip
1: show. Bum, bum, bum.
0: I don't know how. No. I mean, I figure we talk about our art. Mm-hmm. Art tattooing, the thing that we do, the reason why we do this, and if you guys don't know, if if this isn't just us rambling, although it, it is a it's lot rif- of times it's fun, but also uh, we kind of have a goal, obviously to to push our art. Yes. Um, because at the end of each episode we do drawings based off of what we talked about. Um, usually we come up with some sort of uh, idea that begs to be drawn. Um, so.
1: Yeah, how about that shit? Well, speaking of art, I gotta I gotta say that uh, that venom tattoo that you just did the other day. Oh, that was fun. Oh my goodness, that is really cool. And anybody that uh, you know hasn't seen it yet definitely needs to check out your. Uh, uh, what is your your TikTok? I need. I see that you've been like pushing your TikTok a lot more lately. Uh yeah, Zach Shields art. Zach Shields art mm-hmm. on TikTok. Yeah, I I've put a few things up here and there, but I'm not like really into it. Mm-hmm. So to speak, like I, I was doing those like funny AI pictures of where it changes your face into I don't know Jason Momoa or something. I I don't know, right? And I just think they're funny, so I was posting them. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna go ahead and go through and delete all of these off my TikTok and try to maybe actually formulate TikTok into now something that, that, sold that people, image. well the, the people will like, you right. know, or watch or want to see. Mm-hmm. Um Carrie, she's really good with the TikTok. She's got like you know, she She's got the 14, Poke 000. Army, the Pokemon. The Pokemon army. stuff going on. Yeah. Um, you gotta find that little niche that people like, you know? Yeah. I mean you can't just there's only so many people that like my face. Well, yeah. Which is ninety percent of the United States. Ninety percent? Yeah.
0: Went into this. And apparently a know. lot of Russians. Russians. I can't.
1: I don't know, man. I was like looking at my my. They don't Insta- see many faces. It's I was all... looking at my Instagram the other day, and I, I had posted something, and I did it at an odd time. I did it at like I, I don't know. It was, what time it must was have it been, like? Like two, 2 a.m. Okay. Yeah, because frankly, I'd gotten up. I went to the bathroom. I was just sitting there on the toilet with my phone, and mm-hmm. you know, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll just post something. Right. And I wake up, and there's like a hundred something likes and stuff on it, and I'm like, but I'm looking through them. And everything's, like, in Russian or something. Mm. I'm like, who? who, who?" Did
0: you post something that was, like, um, anti-Ukrainian? Did it, like, pro-Russian? No, no, no.
1: no, Was it you
0: and and a a portrait of Putin kissing? I always use,
1: like, the same hashtags and stuff. No, it it was, like, a video of a tattoo Mm. um, or a picture of a tattoo. I don't don't even remember what one it was. You know what happens
0: sometimes, though? When you post and you get all this engagement from somewhere completely on the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, it is. It is odd. It sweeps through every every now and again. It's yeah. it's it's kind of like audiences and engagement. It's kind of like the weather. You're yeah. like Weather patterns where you can't really tell where it's going to go. You can make your best. At least I'm not doing something
1: like this. Like I log into like I log in oh, and on, I see man. these people just dancing. Are you, Jason? Like I, I, that's like, okay. what is that? That is
0: why. See, this is why you need to be keeping up with what's going on. Uh that though half of those women are dead right now. Oh goodness that's what i was talking about with uh hamas and israel oh i don't oh, know that was a music festival
1: uh in uh oh uh, yeah was it israel. that's that's like my top thing here well this is a oh so this so, is sarah silverman's uh yeah yeah thing, and she's like posting something she's on the war they're all on the
0: israeli repost. war path where it's like kill every palestinian
1: okay oh shit yes I'm yes, reading, yes i'm reading this yeah. uh oh my goodness what Okay, so. Oh, I don't even want to see this.
0: So, okay.
1: I, I don't at the yeah, risk even of of. Uh,
0: of <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I like love how you're finding this out in real time. Watch real time. TikTok right now, has become this I'm now.
1: Like, no, I don't like that. Well, yeah, I don't like that at all. You,
0: it's getting really heated right now. Um, yeah. Uh, fucking both sides of the the conflict are using TikTok as this uh, propaganda. You know. Wow. Source. Wow, because guys like you are are that's where people are getting their shit now,
1: huh yeah that's uh that's crazy scary i i don't like that at all yeah um it was this it was this picture um you know, it says posted twenty three hours ago it was you know carrie got uh, a bunch of us these uh these beanies right and so I posted a picture of of me and the apprentices all wearing these these beanies. And
0: for okay, just to cut, just just to interrupt to catch our listeners up on what just happened here, Jason opened up TikTok, and (laughs) as he does, he instantly gets distracted by the first video, and and you you were using it to illustrate some sort of point, but it was the video of the um, uh, music festival that was happening in Israel that got invaded by paragliding Hamas uh, terrorists. And they were, like, abducting, you know... Pe- and this just happened? Going. Yeah, this just happened over the weekend. Wow. Uh, a bunch of people are fucking dead. Look, I don't know how the... Uh, the uh, Israel with the Iron Dome couldn't anticipate a few fucking parasailers jumping in. I don't know. That's for greater minds in mind to figure out this isn't Meet the Press. But anyway... Um, it it does illustrate a good point about tiktok as uh it's become the source of culture it's become the source of news it which is kind of scary because it's all very fast moving mm-hmm. and blink and you miss it and you you're, you're, you're blinking like, and you miss you, it kind you of guy. also don't
1: know like from my standpoint i i looked at that video i started just scrolling right i didn't even know what it was i just was thinking oh look here's yet another video of people just dancing to get attention you know like How many tattoo artists do you see, like dancing? Oh, they definitely got attention, Jason. And then they got attention, you know. Uh, But anyway, what I was trying to go back to is looking up this photo that I had posted to to show you. Like, look at all, look at these people. Like, it's all like written in. in Okay,
0: so the beanie post was the one that got all the Russian feedback.
1: Yeah. Um, and then you know, like you go look at some of these things, and it's all like it looks like modeling photos i mean they're they're not inappropriate or anything
0: okay but does boo crew translate into any sort of meaning in russian (laughs) i don't know maybe that's some sort of
1: weird uh i don't know let's see boo crew has uh that uh that hashtag has 79.2 thousand uh looks like all of the pictures all are basically of like uh some of them are d D dyi type uh pick like things for halloween
0: okay so um, yeah, that's the probably the latest hashtag going around.
1: There's there's a lot of people just with like looks like workout equipment. I don't know. But yeah, there's nothing Peloton apparently has a a big boo crew hashtag going on. Mm. Uh anyway, no, I mean that's none of that had anything to do with that. I just thought it was really weird that at certain times of the day when you post something, it'll go to different areas it seems like. Yeah. You know, because there are times when you look at something, uh, you know, that you post and then all of a sudden it seems like it's all like Latin people, Mm -hmm. you know, like all Spanish or or South American or something like that. And then you see sometimes like this one where it seemed to be like all Russian people, you know, and it's just weird how all these these weird algorithms come out at you at different times of the day or anything. I, I can't understand it. It's like the cloud. What is it? I don't know. Mm. And I can't, I'm not even going to try to figure it out. Right. But I'm also trying not to get my news from that stuff either. You know, and that's the sad thing but what you're saying is people look at TikTok. People used to look at Facebook and and think, oh, well, here's, here's what's going on. You'll see a post where it's just some sort of picture and a headline. Right. And then a brief, like, description. Because like, you can't write an entire article here. You only have so many letters that you can utilize in a in a description, so you're not getting the whole story.
0: Well, the problem with that is uh, official uh, media sources are slow moving and they're corrupt. Mm-hmm. So I see TikTok following the li- same lifespan that uh, Twitter followed, in that Twitter was this kind of uh, kitschy, uh, novel novelty um, form of social media. It mm-hmm. wasn't taken seriously up uh, until the uh, revolution, the Egyptian revolution that happened. Um, God, I can't remember. It was it was years, years ago. But that was back when Twitter was just in its infancy. And during that, the Egyptian revolution, there was all sorts of information coming out through tweets by people on the ground in Egypt. OK. Um, and so th- that was a faster acting uh, source of news by the minute. Than CNN, all the official, you know, arteries of, of sure. where people get their information. So TikTok uh, is following this, following suit essentially. It's it's an organic, moving uh, uh, conduit for for news by by people who aren't journalists, by people who are wherever any event is happening. Uh, a lot of people uh, were ahead of the game on uh, the East Palestine uh, derailment mm. way before. Um, any official news source was on it. I mean, you you heard way more information before you know CNN or Fox News could get their talking points and get their spin going on it. So unfortunately, it's it TikTok will follow the same path uh, as Twitter, as I see it. It's going to become this big festering uh, cesspit of um, just um, dis- discord. Um, hmm. I, mean, I mean, that's pretty much what it's already happening with it i mean uh it's no secret that it's basically a a chinese propaganda machine or the, the chinese control it but they use it to kind of um amplify um all of the craziness going on over here in america as a way of kind of demoralizing us now whether or not that's like uh good for
1: us i think in some ways yes some ways no well and even at that how do you even know that information is accurate I mean, how how do you know for a f- you you don't know for a fact anything that you see, read, or hear unless you are there. Well, sure, and witnessing it. You know that that's one of the things with uh, you know, back when there was all the oh fake news, fake news. You know, we don't know what's really happening. We only know what we're being told is happening. And at some point, somewhere, there is somebody dictating what is being said and what's not being said.
0: Well, unfortunately, like most of the information we get is all secondhand. Yeah. Everything we're taught in school, everything we're, we see on the news, I mean, how much of uh, your knowledge in life is based off real hand experience?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, my adult life, quite a bit more than my childhood. Yeah. I mean, because I've been out. I've I've gone and learned things on my own and basically went out and lived my life. Mm. But as a child, no. I mean, I obviously, you're just in a small area, your habitat is much smaller than as when you grow older, you can go other places. Yeah. yeah.
0: But so it's, it's an interesting time because <clears throat> a lot of the turmoil we're experiencing just, I think, comes from the fact that everything's become flattened mm-hmm. in terms of how we get all of our information, all of our sources of entertainment and culture and news and pornography and everything is, it's all been, it all comes from this little fucking rectangle. Uh And that's, we've lost our sense of um, perspective, I think, because um, we had official um, channels through which people would get their, you know, all their entertainment news and whatever, you know, you had to go, you had all these fucking apparatuses set up, um, studios, news channels, newspapers
1: I was gonna say don't forget newspapers well yeah and... you
0: had basically experts who spent years in these fields um Newsweek magazine Newsweek magazine people who were trusted sources mm-hmm. and now I always like to say that um you on your phone have more of a of a platform than Dan Rather did when he was on the nightly news right which is fucking like that's crazy and so... everybody has that same microphone that same platform right so it's it's become this free for all, so it 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 makes it so as a, okay so as an artist to kind of bring it back towards that's our what I was about to say yeah. corner of the world. Mm-hmm. Not only are you competing with other artists, you're competing with every other um, thing that's going on. Like yeah. it used to be uh, all the all the artists congregated on Deviant Art. That was the major hub for.
1: Everybody. I just went to Deviant Art like a week ago and. Because I had gotten a, a message or an email saying like, "Hey, it's your, you know, 13 year anniversary on Deviant Art or something like that," and I was like, "Oh man, wow. I forgot about that website," and I went back to it and I was like, "Why did I stop looking at this website?" The art on there is ridiculous. I started taking screenshots again and I was like, "Man, this gives me idea for a painting," mm-hmm. and you know, because I'll I'll look through multiple things and I'll take screenshots of so things. So it's not a ghost time. town. Huh?
0: it's not a ghost town anymore? Like is it I mean, at least to
1: it, me, I was looking through it and I was like, Wow, this is, this is great. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well that's awesome. Um I yeah, I But never of really... course
1: there was like a bunch of AI stuff in there now too.
0: Uh, yeah. yeah. But I never got into DeviantArt. I was scared off of it because of the idea of that, um I heard years ago that if you put stuff on there, basically your artwork is owned by them. Mm, I didn't know that. Which I don't know how true that is in practice. I mean, in theory, everything is owned by whatever you're using. I mean... I mean, nobody reads
1: the user agreements. Well, and, who? you
0: know, nobody has time... Like, man, imagine if... If I was a lawyer, I would have pushed that a lot more. Like, you should have me read that contract. Could you imagine if we had to send the contract to a lawyer and have him go, have him go through that yeah. before you clicked any sort of agreement for an Apple, you know, for some sort of app yeah. or program or whatever. Lawyers, you missed out.
1: <laughs> well, they're there. They're just working with the, the companies. Mm. Yeah. You know, making all those things, and they don't want us to have attorneys to check that stuff out. But anyway, back to using all of these platforms as artists. So, we've got to also, like what you're saying, compete with the news, Mm -hmm. compete with other people out there, get the attention of a potential client. But now, also, just in the tattooing community, we now have to be directors, writers, actors, you know, just to make ourselves stand out. It's, I I love, I like to say that eventually, It'll come back to the art. Mm-hmm. But you look at some of these people on TikTok and some of these people that are putting out these reels on Instagram and stuff. They are out there do, doing a little song and dance. Yeah. Look at me, baby. Look at me. And then, oh, here here's the artist, me, dancing around. Yeah. Could you imagine videos of me, a 47-year-old fat dude in the mirror at the tattoo parlor, being like, Hey, what's up? This is me, Jason Evans. Ha-ha, here's my art. And then it's like, plink, one little thing of the art. Actually, you know what? I should fucking try that for a week. I should try it and just see what happens. You never know. I mean,
0: you know, uh, I mean, this is kind of, we're kind of repeating ourselves here because we did talk about this last time on, uh, not last time, but one of the... uh, Last episodes where I was talking about the tattoo gate apprentice, yeah, who, uh, yeah, 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 because you never go. see
1: any of her work, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and it, you know, it is, it is something that we've been thinking a lot about of how to,
1: and people look at those people mm-hmm. like from a from a, a client standpoint, they just see this person that's out there in the public eye, yeah, and think this is a good, knowledgeable person. It's like Ink Master, you know, you've got. Sure, there's great artists on there. You know, a couple of my good friends have been on that show, but then you've got people that are on there that are just shit artists, and the general public doesn't really realize. They're like, oh, well, this person's on TV, they got to be good. Yeah, you know, this person is out there in in front of everybody; they must be good. I mean, I want to talk. I I'm hella hella marketing guy. You know, I put my myself out there in the public and everything mm-hmm. too. So. But I am actually knowledgeable. Well, about that becomes five of things.
0: A, 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 a basically, an argument about, about relative to who and relative. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it it is a you know quietly. At the end of the day, we we all like to pre- act as if it's not a zero sum game, mm-hmm. but it is. Um, speaking of which, uh, or kind of related to what we're talking about, did you hear about
1: Kat Von D? I, s- once again, scrolling, um, I saw some picture of her looking like she was in a robe getting, uh, you know, baptized or something. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I have no idea what it was about. I didn't care to read it because I've actually met her. Mm-hmm. I didn't really find her of interest when I met her at a tattoo convention down in Arkansas one time. Um, I sat there. I talked with her. I actually got a picture taken with her, and she... uh you know kind of that meet and greet type thing where she was like huh, yeah oh, we'll yeah. take a picture and then but i later i had come back and i was standing there talking to her and i i was actually asking her hey you know i was curious when you're mixing your black and gray are you do you prefer to do this or do you prefer to do that or anything or are you willing to talk about such things and she was just like black and gray what and and she was just like almost Either, either nobody asks her legitimate questions, and she was mm-hmm. so dumbfounded by somebody actually saying something of some sort of intelligence, or she just simply was playing stupid. I, that could have been too.
0: You know, I was thinking like, anticipating what you were going to say. and It was like, oh, it would have been like some sort of like dodge because you don't want to expose your trade secrets. Because that was well, no, that's something that's been a lot she, more.
1: She did start talking about some some stuff and oh, and, okay. and everything, but she was not. She didn't seem knowledgeable mm. about what she was talking about. Mm. It's almost like when you have that that gift that you're good at doing something, but you're not really sure how it happens. Yeah, you know, like you might be really, really good at airbrushing, but you don't know the mechanics of how is the airbrush working. Mm-hmm. You're just doing it. It's like Joe Dirt. You know, how does the the posit track on a Plymouth work? It just does. It all you comes know? back to Joe Dirt, for right? You. I mean. Some people are just blessed with the ability to do things and and not really understand how it's working.
0: Articulating these things can be tricky. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I've known people I've tried to learn from with tattooing. There's so many, oh no, you don't. No, Zammy. <laughs> oh, I see you ready to pass. Oh, Zam is back. oh She's getting to ready to his, uh... she's ready to fuck shit up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um No, I I've I've uh talked to people, you know, you try to learn some stuff. But it's, it, there's so many variables at play with, with tattooing. It can be very hard to break it down for people. Yeah. it's I always break it down in, in terms of like driving. I think that's very similar because when you start out driving, you're so overwhelmed by uh, everything you have to pay attention to. Okay, yeah. and I can see that. They break it down and say, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. And then you, you do it more and you have everything thrown at you at once. And eventually you kind of like grasp each individual facet of the the activity, mm-hmm. until you get to a point where it slowly you get to a point where eventually it becomes uh, second nature. Things that you you know um, used to have to really concentrate on being conscious of the ten and two, which when I learned it was like three and nine.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> 3 and nine. Yeah. No, man, it's ten and two. I don't know. They were
0: pushing three and nine when I was coming up. We're uh, 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 always uh-huh. checking your blind spots. Um, which I always liken to um, depth. people in Urbana. I always liken uh, <laughs> uh blind spots to you know your de- level depth depth level when you're yeah. tattooing, and I don't know that metaphor just always kind of helps me mm-hmm. with if I am overwhelmed in a part of tattooing. I always think check you know ten and two, check your blind spots, and then you just break it down and you get back into the groove of things. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. Um. What what helps you like I mean you have been tattooing like twenty plus years yeah is there ever a point where you're like like okay so when we came back from lockdowns which was like two months of not tattooing right yeah. mm-hmm. did you have a oh fuck I gotta
1: Nope. no just back not like at a all bike? just just hop that would right have back nice on for you. yeah just hop right back on there and do it man I mean there was a, there was one day that I had went in and uh, just tattooed a fake skin. Mm-hmm. Um just for the hell of it. Oh, the it was Darth Maul. It, it was May the fourth. Yeah, yeah. Cause like every year I try to do a Star Wars tattoo and we were locked down uh because of the COVIDs. And uh yeah, I, I went in and did that that tattoo. But no man, I, I honestly think that um well, I mean, even, even look at Chris, you know, she's been out for a couple years and you know, coming back and she's tattooing just fine. Mm-hmm. So like it it's there's that muscle memory maybe or or something about it like I could pick up an airbrush and start painting Mm -hmm. you know I could pick up a guitar probably hopefully in you know 10 years from now and and still be able to play but yeah I mean I could see how there's there's some people that would be like maybe you're not quite so good anymore because you're out of practice or anything like that but no luckily I didn't have a problem mm. with it. I I was just like excited to All right, cool. Let's get back at it. And I yeah. won't stop again. Like it's uh uh-uh. uh
0: So like, when you're learning like a, <laughs> acquiring a skill, right? So I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who said it takes about 10,000 hours of practicing before you okay. get locked down. Like is it um is it different for e- is like okay, so is learning how to tattoo uh the same as learning how to play the guitar? Like, what what are the overlapping principles? Do you have a, a methodology for how to learn how to do something? Or is it unique every time? You know what I mean?
1: If you're referring to, like, when I have an apprentice, for example, when I'm teaching somebody, then it is actually, I have become now to the point where I feel like it should be unique to the person. Well I mean um, for you personally. But for me learning something I'm a little bit of a hands-on person mm-hmm. and a visual person. I'm not so much on the like I'm not dumb when it comes to reading. I like to read books and everything like that, but reading an instruction manual does nothing for me compared to doing it or watching somebody else. Mm-hmm. So when we're when we're playing stuff in the band for example, my buddy Zane um, is a a i i would say we're very comparable playing guitar he's much more um technical he he gets the solos down he's faster um stuff like that but yet he can't read music he can't you know or anything like that he doesn't know specifically what the chords are you know if you say like you know a major seven or whatever he wouldn't know what that means you show him and he's like oh yeah i know that chord Mm-hmm. And vice versa, if we're trying to figure out a song, and I'm like, "How how does the solo go?" and he's like, "Oh, it's like this, like that." I see it, and then I can be like, "Oh, okay, and I got it." Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like uh, if if I came to you and I was like, "Hey, Zach, how how are you doing this particular shadowing?" and you could tell me all day long, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I, my eyes would glaze over, and I'd be like, "Huh." Because I'd be trying to picture it, and I don't know if it's you know my age or technology nowadays or something like that, but I do get distracted very easily. Like yep. just I grab my phone, and I forget what the hell I was doing. So when somebody's talking to me, unless I'm actually engaging with the conversation, and this is why some people think that I talk over them as well, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to take over a conversation. It's just in order for me to understand what you're talking about, I have to be talking too. Mm-hmm. Like I have to engage into the conversation, or I don't remember shit right and but i if I see you doing it, if you show me, oh, here you take this nine mag needle like this and you start whip shading it outward like this motion, mm-hmm. or you twist it and and go at this motion, that I'm going to remember i've I've seen it, and I understand it then, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're just trying to explain something to me, I'm a little bit harder to understand that, and that can go with every aspect of art. If you tell me, okay, yeah, you want to do this painting? Well, you have to do an underpainting, and you have to use this tone. You have to do this and this and this before you can do this. I'll be like, just, just show me, and then I got it. Mm-hmm. You know, which is
0: a great uh in in this time period where everything is um, show me. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, you could go on YouTube and be shown anything. Well, a tutorial for anything, and it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I used to work at a car audio installation place back in the day, and. This was pre-internet, so we didn't have. We had to like wire everything, figure it out basically, or go buy like the disc- the the shit that you got from the manufacturer and be yeah. like, okay, well, this 1998 Ford Taurus, these wires are supposed to be colored like this for you know the front left speaker and the front right speaker is supposed to be these ones. So you actually had to do the research to find out that information nowadays. I'll fucking just go on YouTube, and I'll type in, hey, how do you take out a, a stereo on a Volkswagen Jetta? Mm-hmm. Boom, no problem. I watch it, like, for three minutes, and I got it. Yeah. You know, other than having to sit there and read through a bunch of stuff. I don't know. Is is that... No, 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 totally. Does that explain... No, that totally explains it. Yeah.
0: You know, I'm, I I agree. I'm kind of the same way, although I do get to a point... I'm Like, I have to... Even being shown, I, I'm. it's always better for me to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to break rocks all day. I got to repeat, you know, yeah, make mistakes, try different things. Doing it as, like with tattooing, it was like, yeah, you could tell me, but until I I get there and actually do it and experience it and kind of experience it over right. and over again, and get that discipline
1: and the repetition
0: and the repetition and yeah, yeah, just getting the hand movements. Um, and with tattooing, there's just you never stop learning. There's so many different mm-hmm. things, so many different um, positions, of you know, types of skin and, uh, parts of the skin on the body. You know, it's, uh, pulling a line on shoulder, you know, trying to get proper saturation on a shoulder. It's different than, you know, doing it on a calf, you know, there's yeah. more variables at play. Um, so I, it's funny when I get to a certain point in learning something, um, the stuff I couldn't absorb earlier, I go, I try to go back and just kind of go back to basics and then I could just absorb it. I'm going, Oh, okay. Yeah. and then it just kind of locks in even more. Um so yeah, I I'm a I'm a doer. Yeah, at the end of the day,
1: I think. Well, and that's one of the things that I try to tell people that I train as well is everything will come to you, it's just the repetition. Mm-hmm. One thing that does annoy me is when like a younger tattoo artist is complaining about and I'm not saying anyone in particular. I've seen it so many times. I've Who is seen this it from other shops, I've seen it in my own shop, I've seen it all over the place. When a younger person, you know, they hear they hear the veterans like, ah, oh, freaking infinity symbols, blah, blah, blah. And then they pick that up and they're like, oh, just doing another Pinterest tattoo. I was like, Well, you know what? Those Pinterest tattoos are what's paying your bills. You mm-hmm. know, and that's what's learning right there. All of the technical skills and everything come from that fundamental lining, mm-hmm. solid shading, solid color saturation smooth gradients from you know from one value of of complete darkness all the way out to your your lightest value of complete lightness Mm -hmm. and getting a smooth gradation is not easy you know like people people always joke around about like well i can't even draw a stick person or anything like that okay on the skin i wouldn't want to Mm-hmm. <laughs> like there's no on a piece of paper sure you can draw a straight line but on the skin it's not as easy as you would think oh yeah you know same thing when it comes to like that color you know saturation and stuff like that and that's one of the things that i preach and you know like um, I, I i've had several apprentices over the years and several of them are wonderful artists you know even the ones that don't work here anymore um they're still great I mean, artists you fuckers, you know? who left well, or, or got fired, one of the two. You know, I actually just recently saw on Facebook uh, um, one of a, a friend of mine, an old client, he had uh, posted that he was getting a tattoo over at this other shop. And, and it was one of my former apprentices, you know, way back in the day. And um, I was like, oh, you know what, though? It's good to see this guy still tattooing and he's doing a solid ass job. He's got his own shop now. Um, I, I'd love to say, hey, proud of you, bud. You know, but I I still remember the days of why he's not here, you know, so it's hard to, like, let some things go. But I'm also, Stab. like, uh, you know, good for him, though, that he's stuck with it, mm-hmm. you know, and and that makes me happy. And I also know that I gave this person a good fundamental base prior to the time that, you know, his employment here was done, mm-hmm. but I gave him that solid base. And he's still going, right? You know, and there are several people like that, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'm proud of them, you know, in a certain w- manner of speaking. You, re-
0: you can respect them.
1: I can respect that. They That's follow the, good the word. code of the
0: samurai, yeah. and mm-hmm. you know, even though they're, they're your enemy. Oh well, I wouldn't say enemy And you would either. cut them
1: down in the field of battle. I mean, I mean, you know, we we happened to go to a concert one night and ran into the fella, and uh, you know, he was actually sitting like over beside us and i was even like hey man what's up you know mm-hmm. I, i'm not a dick i'm not gonna go and say like hey remember that time well you know fuck you you know i'm yeah. not i'm not like that it's it's past is the past move on you're doing a good job keep it up mm-hmm. i can't say other people would say the same to me <laughs> you know but whatever that's what makes you better ah uh, yeah take comfort this, in that this better alpha male right i don't know I mean, I don't
0: know about an alpha. It's like carried away here. <laughs> oh, all right. You're a sigma male.
1: I don't even know how far down sigma would be. Is that like last? Uh, I don't even know. I don't, whole... don't want to hear it either. Yeah, there, you, there we go. We. This is how it should be. <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to hear that and and everything, anyways, either.
0: Well, maybe they do. Don't speak for the audience.
1: I don't know. Would anyone want to hear that?
0: Yeah, press your button, old man. Ah, you go chirp, 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 chirp. Yeah, yeah. The crickets want to hear it. They're, they're, that's on that uh, that's applause for the cr- from the crickets. That's a little <laughs> known fact. That, those are the crickets going.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's them.
0: Happy. I was saying boo Right. <laughs> um. Anyway, what the fuck? Let's go back to TikTok. Yeah. And and well, you it. you've been up
1: in your TikTok lately.
0: Okay, so yeah, I've really been trying to push it. I, I've been doing more research. Instagram is just. I mean I like the platform, but right now it just kind of become a marketplace. That's what Facebook is becoming and I am guilty as anybody. I I see shit and I buy it. So TikTok is morphing into that. They have a shop now, but I've been really putting more focus on it. I've been a complete fucking editing nerd about shit. Yeah. Um I like I like editing videos. I put a lot of work into it. Uh, the animation function of uh, Procreate, I've gotten into more, and um, I actually had kind of a little bit trouble with with a client in terms of what they wanted. And a big problem uh, that tattoo artists can run into is the uh, labels that they use, uh, client uses for a tattoo, may not be the proper labels for. Um, you mean like style names? Style names, okay. Of, you know, how many times have you done done a a drawing and they're like, oh it's it's too cartoony. But it's like, well, no, you kinda that's what you were going for. So I've been trying to be mindful of that. And I I have um I've been trying to work on branding. I don't know if you've seen like at the end of the videos. There's uh before that little animation of of my logo, there's a little there's another logo that comes before of the uh Venn diagram with the eyes in it. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, I saw the eye. And then there was a video of it's pinned to my TikTok where it's like, what style of tattoos do I do? And so each part of the Venn diagram, you have an eye, with is a really cartoony eye, and that's new school. And then you have like an anime eye, which is illustrative, and then a realistic eye, which is realism. And then on the Venn diagram, they can intersect mm-hmm. in, in ways. So I want to push that more of like, okay, so like with that Venom piece, you have a realistic uh, skull right. with a, you know, stylized comic book, mm-hmm. you know, Venom symbiote wrapping around it. So it's just kind of like, I'm kind of trying to want to use it more as a visual explainer because I do want to narrow my focus of tattooing to stuff I want to do. The problem is um, you have like, so you have Andrew focused exclusively on anime, correct? Style and subjects. Whereas I, I like new school. I like comic book stuff. I like realism. And that's kind of um that's a lot of stuff. And it's hard to really, you know, narrow down for people because- you know, I've still had things where, you know, I'll want to do a realistic tattoo and then the client will look at my Instagram and go, well, it looks like you do more color cartoony stuff. Right. And it's like, well, no, if you dig a little bit down further. Do you know how many realism. times
1: we have people that come in and they're like, they've looked through our Instagrams mm-hmm. and they're like, well, I really like the way Tyler does this, you know, black and gray realism yeah. or, or whatever. But what people don't realize is all of us are capable mm-hmm. of doing everything. Right. So it, it's like, even if you only see, hey, Zach's got these, you know, new school things on here, he's not going to want to do an American traditional tattoo. Yeah. That's false. You know, you probably would want to do an American, well, I guess, would you? Uh, you know, I it's, mean,
0: it's it's a area I haven't done a whole lot yet. Yeah, see, so, and,
1: and the sad thing is I love American traditional. Yeah. and But nobody ever asked me to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I don't have any of it as much. I mean, I have some, but I don't have as much on my Instagram. Now, you got people like uh, Johnny Dexter, who's come down and done guest spots from Waterloo. Mm -hmm. Fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, great, like solid as shit, right? All American traditional. But his Instagram is literally all American traditional. Right. I, on the other hand, I don't want to you want to narrow your focus I get that because I do too, but I don't want to just only do a few things mm-hmm. I like doing everything yeah so it's hard for me to you know my my even my daughter you know she's you know this younger generation and stuff and she's starting to apprentice and everything and she's like, you really need to rebrand your your Instagram if you want to get the things you want to tattoo right and I'm like, but I can't decide. And
0: see, this is kind of my way of doing that because my area of focus is, like, three major mm-hmm. genres of styles. Um, and so I figured, like, this visual, like, logo is a good way of – it's it's branding. It's, it's pushing it out there because I, I, I want to do an, another video where I explain more in depth. I do a voiceover and, and show you tattoos like uh, the Venom tattoo, the Bob's Burgers one where it's, like, new school uh, cartoony yep. meets realism. And then just show people what that looks like. So yeah, I think it's uh, see, and I call that hybrid realism,
1: right? I, and I push that a lot too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a really fun style. Yeah, I, I I love contrast. I love doing that.
0: Contrast mm-hmm. to me is like the the most important thing for your artwork in every a, like element of what you're trying to create. And I really love like doing realism pieces, but also having a more graphic element. Yeah, I love throwing them in panels or having some sort of shadowing on it. The mm-hmm. sticker look. I'm a sucker for that. Yeah. Um. It just—I love combining those styles like you do, and um. So this is my way of trying to show people that more, and it's a matter of just kind of repetition. You know, I think of it as like, it's just like a, how a a restaurant, how McDonald's advertises with their logo and and symbols, and it's almost um. It's almost this kind of magic you got to cast your spell on people. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I think I I definitely think that you're a guy who can do whatever the whatever you want whatever the fuck you want so i think uh you just got to show people what you want to do more and like yeah you you book like a little bit differently than we do you only book three months at a time yeah and i think we've talked about this before i have recommended like you know you're kind of a man who you know you this time you're feeling like traditional but you're mm-hmm. not always feeling traditional and i think with your scheduling i think that would cater pretty well to um your kind of different moods of tattooing right and so i think i think pushing for, like, you want to do three months of nothing but new school or three months of nothing but traditional, mm. and then, like, just uh, really put the put all your stuff out there in those genres. and
1: Yeah, and I, I still have the hard time, though. I go back to the whole old school days of thinking of, like, well, I also got to be open and available to do whatever the client that comes in wants. Yeah. You know, like – I could post out here and I do like when I have something open up, I'll I'll immediately start posting like, Hey, I've got this dial design that I want to do. And you know, I'm, I might not be, you know, charging a hundred percent, like full price for it, you know, just because this day opened up, I want to get part of it at least filled, you know, and everything. So I might throw up a deal. Um, There'll be a lot of times when I'll come up with a design and I'll be like, you know, Hey, I'm willing to come in on a day off. Sure. I'm not gonna do it at a discount. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I don't need to practice, you know, or anything like that. Like, I've got my my my, my line here, you know, because there'll be a lot of times when you will post a design and some fucked Some guy will come up and be like, "Oh uh, yeah, if you want to practice, bro," you know, or yeah, it's like, come on, dude. I'll buy
0: you some subway.
1: Like, I've I've been tattooing for 24 years. Mm-hmm. You know, in in months. What is this October? November, December, January. 5th. Yeah, in four months it'll be twenty-five years. Quarter I, I of mean, a century. Like a quarter of a century of my life, I'll I'll have been tattooing. Yeah, which is a great, great thing. I mean, what 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 is a retirement of from a company anyway? Like usually like thirty years.
0: Anymore, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think that do people the, retire anymore?
1: I, I don't know. I think they up the age to like ninety eight that you have to work to or something. Yeah. I don't know. I I'm I'm a big advocate of like. Let's get rid of this eight hour workday shit. Um, you know, because people aren't supposed to be working a third of their lives. But that's a whole Well, they're
0: pushing a four hour or four know. day work week. I like that. I, I kind of do too. Yeah.
1: Um I mean, people need more time. And that is one good thing about this generation coming up, is there are a lot more focused on mental health. Mm-hmm. And I I'm not I've always been one to like don't use mental health as an excuse. Just say that you're sick. Mm-hmm. Just say that you're you you can't make it in today, but don't don't call in and be like, "I need a mental health day," because you know what you're you're only gonna put pressure on everybody else at your workplace, you know. But when when other people don't see mental health as an issue, mm-hmm. you know, like people can understand, like, let's say for example, you and I both work like the back line at a restaurant, right? And you call in one day and you're like, "Oh man, I I'm just not feeling good today." Okay. Well, I don't know what the problem is. Maybe you got diarrhea, maybe you're throwing up. Whatever. Cool. All right. But if you maybe call in, both. but if you call in and you're like, "Hey, I need to take a mental health day." Mm-hmm. To me, that's like, dude, that could be any fucking excuse. You just don't want to come to work. So to me, I rather just hear like, "Hey, I I need a day off. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not good." Okay. I get it. And I understand it now too, like at first when people started this whole movement of that I was like, "Whoa, this is bullshit," but now I, I've come around. I've under I understand it now, and I see its relevance. And this four day work week that work week that you're talking about, I think that this incoming generation might have something there, you know. With that,
0: it's um we're in a transitional period, um where, I mean, the long and short of it is we have too many people, and uh, they want to yeah. parse down the workforce. That's that's I mean, I'm not being conspiratorial and all this shit, but it's it's kind
1: of. Oh, so you're saying it's coming from a corporate standpoint or a bigger. I thought you were talking like people, people coming are into the pushing work. it, but I okay. think it's
0: being pushed through uh, the the corporations, too, mm. because they see what's going down. They want to push the great new industrial age, or whatever the uh-huh. fuck that is. You know, we're all we're living in cubicles and eating bugs, that sort of thing. But that being said, I think there are definitely some advantages and good things about having a four-day work week. Um,
1: now, would you want to work four days in a row and then have three days? I remember when my mom was a nurse when I was mm-hmm. a kid. She, she was on four 10-hour shifts. Like, that, that was her shift. She would work 10-hour shifts. Yeah. And she would work, like, four days on, three days off, four days on, three days off, like that. Mm-hmm. Now, me personally, I kind of like to split it all up. You know, I work Monday, Tuesdays, I have Wednesdays off. I work Thursdays and Fridays, and sometimes I work on Saturdays.
0: I, th- I think a split's good. It really just depends on what I'd work out with, with my wife. Mm. Um, I think everybody's individual, you know, uh, very individualistic in how they want to break things down. Me, personally, I do, I do like the, the breakdown. It kind of uh, makes it a little bit um, – having four days straight Yeah, would feel overwhelming. Like, I've especially actually thought about day.
1: switching and, and actually working seven days a week. But only coming in and working three hours at a time.
0: For you, I think that would work.
1: Yeah, because I mean, it wouldn't. It 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 wouldn't work with like the larger pieces that I do. Sure, but I also I kind of I've been struggling with my inner self here, saying like you know I I kind of want to just do like tattoos that I can get done in one session. Mm -hmm. You know, something that I can do just just a one done one and done. And then we can add to them, you know, if we needed to. But, like, I love doing full sleeves. Don't get me wrong. But I also, I don't really like sitting that long anymore on one piece. Yeah. You know, and I don't like pushing people to their their point of, like, oh, I can't take any more, you know? like Push it to the limit. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, I, I don't want to have people tapping out, you know, and I don't want to be sitting there myself for 10 hours anymore. You know, I'm getting to the point where, I just don't want to work that long at one time. Mm-hmm. And so the other day when I had a cancellation and I, I started posting, hey, I, I want to do some of these Halloween style designs. It's, it's October. I want to get this done. And I booked it up right away and I ended up doing four tattoos that day. And I was so much less stressed mm-hmm. doing those four you know, medium-sized tattoos compared to the one full back piece that I was working on you know, for that particular day, I just, my brain kind of like zones out at a certain time. Yeah. But like when I have a a lot of different tattoos coming in, it keeps, I don't know if I get like attention deficit or something, I don't know, but it keeps me more interested Mm -hmm. to see a variance of different things rather than working on one thing at a time. Right. Right. But, yeah, I mean, I, I play around with a lot of different ideas, and I always go into each booking session. I'm like, okay, this this time I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. But then I'll have people come in wanting, you know, like a half sleeve of some mountain range and some trees and, and stuff, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> I mean, that's usually Tyler or Morgan's type thing, but, you know, I can do it. Right. I got no problem doing it, but it's not like a cool Star Wars tattoo. I mean, it's not like – you know, a, a sweet jack o' lantern, you know, or you don't want like to
0: leave a, money on the table
1: I, exactly. And that's that's the thing that
0: because, yeah, I, I
1: like about myself. It's not about the money, but it's about the work ethic of pushing yourself.
0: Say it like Mr. Burns,
1: it's about the work ethic. You of see, Smithers, I, I don't, I can't remember his voice Smithers, but you know, these younger people they get to come in and be like, Well, I really like this style, that's all I'm gonna do, mm-hmm. and they, they thrive. Me, I come from the days of, like, I don't know. you got to be open to everything, man. Feast or famine. Yeah. Yeah. But I also like doing everything. I'm a carny, man. I'll, I'll be like, hey, you in the red this coat. Where... Let's do this. Hey, you over there. Let's do this. This is where the ADD brain gets you. Send me to a convention, man. You, you're going to see next... When we do a convention together, you're going to see, like, another Jason... Another facet of Jason Evans.
0: I've seen it. all the facets. You have
1: not seen the convention I've never style. seen convention
0: Jason. Yeah, yeah. Was, I, well, I think it's just... uh you turned up to turn yeah, it super, up yeah turn it up i mean yeah. you pretty much i mean what what's different Let give me a preview what are you talking oh i'll
1: just uh well i guess it is kind of the same as every every other day <laughs> it's just there's more people
0: right you've got so, more to bounce off of yeah
1: yeah yeah so yeah. so it'll be you've got more, more like, people to sing to yeah yeah i'll be like hey you over there with the red hair come here And i i, I don't know just like I'm a fucking carny, man. I, should have, bring I my, should
0: have been in the carnival. I'm going to bring the biggest headphones. I'm going to bring back the, the um, Beats I'll, by Jason. I'll tell you what,
1: you need to because some conventions, and this w- next one in particular that we're going to go to, and I don't mean to talk derogatorily about it because it was a great show and everything, but the lady who MCs it, her voice like cuts through your ears, into your skull, and through your bones. Mm. And you need to have headphones. <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna say everybody's that. just rocking headphones on.
1: Yeah, something wow. like that.
0: Oh, I look forward to that. My client today was asking me about uh, what my opinion on uh, the the tat- the the fucking celebrities who get um, tattooed while put under anesthesia. Boo
1: hiss. And I'm like, it's fucking lame, dude. They have the money to do it, so they're gonna do it. Right, exactly. That's what it And the tattoo boils artists are to. gonna take the money um and they're gonna exploit it on their tiktoks who are the artists or yeah. the
0: uh, well i i don't know though because we okay so he was lo- trying to my client was i've trying seen to lo- him well my client was trying to look up post malone's or was it i think he showed me tyga's uh an article about him but he was having trouble finding any of these pe- pieces done so mm. i don't know i mean i'd probably take the money and do it but i mean it's all about clout chasing right so you want to, you know, rub shoulders with celebrities, but when they're put under, you once you feel a little gypped? you want to, yeah, you want to talk to them
1: and get. So I, I've tattooed famous musicians mm-hmm. when they've come through town and stuff. Bob Dylan. Um, yeah, uh, Keith Richards yeah, definitely. Axl Rose. Yeah. Uh, no, I kicked him out. Oh. No, I've tattooed like uh, uh, Fieldy from Corn. Um, Is that the... the one
0: who went all Christian?
1: Uh yeah, they did. Yeah, did you, for did for a while.
0: Video? Did you see the video of him uh, playing bass with uh, Huckabee? No. That's pretty funny. Uh-uh.
1: Anyway, go, go ahead. But, I mean, I, I've tattooed a handful of famous people, mm-hmm. you know, from the music era. I think I tattooed one of the guy from the Jacksonville Jaguars, too, um, a football player. Didn't you? Big dude. Didn't um, you
0: tattoo one of the guys from Saliva?
1: Yeah. Wh- which one? Their old drummer, Paul. Oh, okay. And they actually... He was really cool. He actually, uh, in their album... um. Saliva's album Cinco to Cinco to My No, Cinco to Evil. I, I don't even remember no, what I the name of a, it was. I, I think that's the name of it. Yeah. Um, but he actually, when you open up the jacket of the stare of the CD, under his thanks, it says Jason Evans at Neon Dragon Tattoo in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Oh no shit! I was like, that's fucking awesome. You know, so once in a while, I'll repost that, not to be like, hey, look at me, but just because that's a proud moment sure. that I I lived through and I and I accomplished. What did you tattoo on him? Um, he did, uh, we did like a snake, uh, kind of like a new school snake on the back of his forearm, uh, one of the times. And then the next time they were in town, he had contacted me and, um, we did like some background behind it. And then I think we went up and did like his elbow or something like that, mm-hmm. um, if I remember. Now, this is actually prior to having stuff like there was no Facebook at the time, there was no TikToks, no Instagrams. I used to tattoo live, like v- live webcam video tattoos, through Yahoo Messenger, like straight up, dude. Wow. I would I would post on like, um, I I would have followers on Yahoo Messenger from my tattoo business. I w- I would you know befriend people on on whatever, and it it was my form of networking. Along with MySpace. So I would post on MySpace, hey everybody, I'm gonna be tattooing Paul from Saliva live on Yahoo Messenger tonight at 8 p.m. Here's my I'm tattoo artist underscore 503 is my my name. Fred me, come watch live. And there'd be two, three hundred people, you know, watching it and stuff. And like this is like back in the days, like prior to all of this technology now, like I was actually I felt pretty happy because I was like in that forefront of people, at least here in the Cedar Rapids area, of doing stuff like that and getting out there and marketing and doing digital advertisements and everything like that. And then nowadays it's like so overwhelming that Mm -hmm. there's too much out there. Oh, yeah. That I even have apprentices like coming up to me and they're like, hey, we really should be doing this Mm -hmm. with the Instagram. We really should be doing this with TikTok and i'm just kind of like you know what here's the password go ahead just whatever try it out if it works it works like i you like to use the word uh throw it at the wall and see what sticks mm-hmm. all right let's try it you guys want to make a make a tiktok go for it so they did they made a tiktok and it gets like way more views than my stuff but they do skits mhm they don't they there's no pictures. They make them laugh. They hey, make them cry. It brings people in. You know, whatever works. And that's what guess, we do you know?
0: here at it Burns When I Pod. We make you laugh, we make you cry, we make you sick. We, <laughs> we make, make you wonder
1: why you wasted an hour. We inspire
0: you. Mm-hmm. I like to think that we inspire you.
1: Well, I'd like to inspire people to uh come on in on Friday tomorrow mm. and do uh get a get a Friday the thirteenth tattoo. Friday tomorrow? Tomorrow's Friday. Well, when this oh, gets yes, posted, okay, it'll okay. be tomorrow. Sorry, I'm Because today is Wednesday. It tomorrow confusing technically me. is Thursday, and then it's Friday. I got gotcha. you. We post this on Thursdays. So. But, uh, no, speaking of marketing and being on the forefront of things, we used to always do a Friday the 13th thing, mm. and it was a big deal. Like, we would have tattoos starting at $13, going up in $13 increments, piercings starting at $13. Now, we don't do that stuff anymore. Um, it got to the point where it was just like either a combination of one, just people looking for a deal, not really caring about the art, so to speak. Also, two, our prices went higher, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, our our costs. So we were literally losing money.
0: I think I did the last one with yeah. you guys.
1: Yeah, it was, and I would I would always take the money that I made and donate it to like the the humane society and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, you were you were here for one of them. Yeah, that was when when the band was playing inside.
0: Oh, yeah, JR
1: was pissed. That was... Yeah, that was That was interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It was kind of one of those fuck it. You know, why not? Well, well, okay, so... this was the last $13 thing or the cheaper one that we were going to do.
0: Yeah. Well, you had a whole plan for an outdoor in the parking lot concert, but then it rained much like it did today. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, it was a fuck it. I, I mean, looking back, it was... It was a fun time. Yeah, at, in the moment,
1: in <laughs> I the know moment. Jr. was like, "What the fuck!" and like walked out and had to leave the building because it was loud in there. But I don't know. It, it was a funny time. He's still around. Yeah, he's still there. He's still my he, He's still around to kick around. Right. Um. Hey. Now, are you going to be able to work Friday?
0: Well, I, I okay. So I have uh, a half day mm, appointment. Okay. It's kind of up in the air what he wants to do. Um, so I don't know if I, I, as of now, I should have a half day free okay, to, do, cool. to do walk-ins, which I'm totally down for, uh, unless it turns into an all day. Um, I don't know if it will. But yeah, we'll, we'll play it by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, before I forget, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh, the tattoo you and Tyler did. Did we talk about that at all?
1: You know, we barely, I think we grazed on it one
0: time. I think we should post I think we should post that tattoo because I'm really fun. This tattoo is probably my favorite. One of my favorites.
1: Dude, it was so fun. It still looks violent. That was like the, the chillest day too. That, yeah. was, that was such a fun, fun thing to do. So like Tyler and I, we collaborated and we did a tattoo where we uh, we had part of it a realistic element and part of it more of a neo traditional slash traditional element to it. Um and and we did it on Zach's shin. And, like, I started outlining, then Tyler came in and did a little bit, then I finished, you know, outlining it, and um, then we kind of just took turns back and forth doing, doing parts of the tattoo. I did mainly, like, the uh, traditional uh, dagger part of it, and he did, like, the realistic rose part of it. And it's, it's a seamless tattoo. Yeah. I'm not sitting here trying to, like, like pat myself on the back or anything like no, that. go ahead. But this tattoo is literally perfect.
0: I mean, I was on the fence about the color choices, but at, mm-hmm. the, end, at the end of the day, I, I just basically trusted you guys. Yeah. Uh, we were trying to decide so whether good. to do the blue rose or the red rose. Uh-huh. And I thought in my head, man, straight traditional is more what I was going for in the end. But you did this great blue on the blade itself that it just... The whole thing sings. It's awesome. I love it. Yeah, Even now with my yeah. ashy, hairy skin...
1: It's, I mean, I'm jealous of it. I I wish I had it. Yeah. To be honest, yeah.
0: So I think I think this episode is definitely a hybrid, realism.
1: Draw. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, I think we should post this tattoo. We should post the venom. We should post. Yeah. Show showcase that stuff. What we what we like to do, and and really uh, kind of grab the bull by the horns, mm-hmm. and. Get I think it'd
1: be cool if we collaborated sometime too.
0: That'd be nerve wracking, honestly. But uh, you know, Andrew done.
1: and I did a back piece on a guy one time at the same time. Oh, really? We both drew on him at the same time. I drew half of his back. Andrew drew half of the back. Then we tattooed it. What Was the piece? Um, it was a big skull. Yeah. Um, with uh, I think my side, well, both the sides I think had like some bugs crawling out of the eyes. It was kind of, kind of creepy stuff, but. Andrew's side was a lot more like to the, uh, you know, uh, comic booky anime type, type hard lines and stuff like that. My side was a lot more like realistic, kind of traditional tattooing type thing. Um, this is old guy Jared that used to come down to the shop and I've, I've done a lot of tattoos on him a long time ago and stuff. And he was just, he just sat there, man. He, big boy sat- too. And he it. just sat there and I, Was whizzing away with my NUMA machine. It was like, like that. How'd you have him sitting? Did you have him lying uh, down? Like, like leaning over a chair. Okay. (laughs) And he was, what a fucking perv. He was like, uh, (laughs) this was back when Chris had just recently started at the shop up on Blair's Ferry Road. And, Uh you know, Chris, she likes to wear, you know, short shorts. I've never noticed. Well, she did. And, uh, anyway... He goes, yeah, I can't really feel the pain too much just looking at Chris. And I was like, oh, my goodness, dude. Like, come on, man. But it was a funny time. He was a funny dude. But, well, yes. you should show he, me
0: that tattoo. I don't I don't think I've seen that.
1: Yeah, I probably have it. Well, I have it on my old hard drives. So so was Blair's going through Ferry, that would have been, um, what year? Well, I mean, Andrew, Andrew um, started apprenticing under me um, 16 years ago um august was 16 years so i would put this tattoo at probably well chris started in 2011 so this was about probably 10 or 12 years ago
0: where was she at before
1: so she actually um when i moved up here from baton rouge i started working at a place called appetite for ink which is still open still running um, the dude that runs at Jason Firehelm. He's a cool dude, really laid-back, relaxed guy. Um, I worked there for a couple years, and in the, the time that I worked there, he took Chris on as an apprentice. And so she started doing an apprenticeship there. Um, now, I'm not going to lie, I mean, he didn't really like to work too often. You know, there was a lot of times when, you know, he would come down or send his wife down, unlock the shop, I would be there tattooing and stuff like that. Chris would come in and be like, hey, he told me to tell you to do this or whatever. So there there was a lot of times when I was actually teaching her some stuff too. Um, but uh, for the most part, um, I think what happened, like she had a, a client or no, he had a tattoo that he had done. It's funny because he fired her and it was a from an outsider standpoint, me looking in, it was a total miscommunication thing. Mm. But I wasn't gonna get involved really. But um he had done a tattoo and on this person that she knew. And I don't remember if she didn't like the person or if it was like a jokingly fuck you type thing, you know, where people are like, Hey, what's up, piss aunt? You know, like oh, that okay. sort of thing. And he said something about like hey how do you how do you think this tattoo looks and she didn't really gl- she kind of glanced at it and she just simply said like well, it's gonna look like shit anyway because it's on this person and he took offense at that mm-hmm. and so he had a very short fuse when it came to certain things and he um I think the next day had asked me and he was like, so you know this person paid for an apprenticeship. Um, do you feel like I've given her this option and this opportunity and this and this and this? And I was like, well, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, you've held up your part of the bargain. Um, but, you know, there's still a lot that she needs to learn yet. Mm-hmm. And then he, I think, said something to the effect of like, well, that's that's all on her as far as like more experience or something. I don't I don't remember the specifics. So I could be way off. I mean, this is fucking... Long ass time ago, you know, um, but uh, yeah, he let her go, and then she, I think, moved to like Minneapolis or something, started working in a tattoo parlor up there. I think she wound up getting married and then becoming like a stay at home mom for a while. Um, fast forward years later, um, I was at a, a tattoo convention here in town, and um, it was Lefty's Tattoo Convention which uh, we could get into another time about uh, that particular thing. But um, I was there working, and I happened to see her with her husband there, and I was like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, how you guys been and and everything? And she had made a comment like, oh, I was, I've, I've been thinking about getting back into tattooing. And, and it, it had been a good five, six years probably between, you know, this time. So when you're talking about getting back into the swing of things, you know, um, she had been on basically hiatus for quite a while. Yeah. And I got to the point one time where I was like, you know, we could really use another artist. So rather than contacting her, I actually contacted her husband because I didn't want it to seem like, I'm I'm not trying to like talk to this girl type thing oh, or yeah. anything like that. I didn't want it to be awkward because I was married to, And like, you know, I didn't want to like, seemed like I was going behind anyone's back or anything because I was legitimately trying to be nice, you know, and everything. So I actually contacted her ex-husband, and I was like, hey, um, you know, when I saw you guys the other day, Chris had mentioned that she had thought about getting back into tattooing. Is there any seriousness behind that? Because we are potentially looking for another artist. And so he wrote back damn near immediately, and this was back on MySpace and stuff like that, um yeah you know let me let me talk to her and next thing i know you know we're back into talks about her coming in and working at the shop and everything and um yeah my ex was never really a fan of her just simply because it was another girl Mm. you know around and stuff like that but uh um you know i was like well you know we we need another artist and it's irrelevant to me if it's a female or a male or Anything like that? This is a legitimate business. I'm not trying to like do anything here. And um, so anyway, we ended up uh, bringing her in, and uh, she kind of did like a crash, like course apprenticeship again, um, just like a, a couple months of just like shadowing me and like reacquainting, reacquainting. I can't even say that word. Reacquainting. Yeah, basically, um, relearning. Mm-hmm. You know everything and. Um, yeah, then it was back just back to fucking normal. Just bam, bam doing the tattoos and right back you know, into it. Chris is a great artist too, you know. She has right. a, an actual, you know, college art background as well. Um I don't know if you know that, but she actually went to college for animation um and stuff like that too. Yeah. So um yeah, it was uh that's kind of a long-run uh scenario of everything, but that's And now she's Getting back into the groove now. And now now. she's back. Yeah. So, like, you know, she obviously – she had a car accident a couple years ago and has been unable to uh, mentally focus enough to be able to tattoo or to be able to hold any job. And so uh, now she is slowly coming back one day a week um, for one appointment for, you know, about two to four hours, something like that. And um, once again, though, after a year – a couple years of hiatus – Back on it. Boom. Yeah. And she's doing a great job and everything. She's just uh she is very specific on what she's able to take on. So yeah. we do have a form on on the website that people can go to and fill out. And, you know, if if we can get you in, we will. If not, don't take offense. Right. You know, I mean, she's only able to do what she can do at the time.
0: She actually I, I think I might have been one of her first tattoos when she was coming back. I don't know how long ago it was. It was now, but it was the the smiley Oh really? Yeah, because I was like, she's wanting to do like smaller sessions. I'm like, I've always kind of wanted this as a tattoo anyway. Yeah, I thought it'd be a great jammer for her to knock out. And it was like three hours. Looks awesome.
1: Yeah. When was that? Oh,
0: I'm trying to think because like, um, it was like technically the first time she came back, and then she kind of.
1: Oh, after the accident. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, she came back, and then gotcha. and then it, she was like, oh, you know, we'll take a little bit more time. I thought you were talking
1: about when when we re, when we hired her at Neon Dragon and. In- Oh, all no, together, no. after she came back from that hiatus, I was like, "You got tattooed? No, I didn't no. even know you that like." Right? I yeah. no,
0: I hadn't gotten a tattoo till I got into an apprenticeship. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's funny because sometimes I'll be like, uh, you know, like Tyler's told me st- stories about he stopped into the to Neon Dragon a few times mm-hmm. um, before he obviously works here now, but uh, I didn't even know who he was. You yeah, know, I, I didn't know, and you said you have stopped in.
0: Yeah, we kind of had a similar experience. Yeah. I think we we both talked to the same person, mm-hmm. and he got I don't know. It sounded like there was a little bit more the uh, cold shoulder. Um, I didn't I didn't feel any of that when I first came in, and I came in with like I didn't have a portfolio of tattoo stuff. It was all my comic right. book stuff. Yeah, and she was really cool. You know, um, you weren't there that day. It was a weekday. I think she was the only person there that day. Ah. And this was back on the Blair's Ferry side. Yeah. And this was back when I was just, like, working shitty temp jobs. And people, you know, when they found out I drew, I, mm-hmm. you know, I drew comics and shit, they were always asking for for tattoo designs. Yeah. And it got to the point where it was like, well, you know, working uh, working temp jobs makes you desperate enough. And <laughs> I, not that I was I, – I would always like tattoos and tattooing. I never got a tattoo myself. But back when Kat Von D was big in Miami Inc yeah, and all that – people friends would say to me oh you should get into this and i was like dude i can draw on paper but like it's a whole different ball game like and you know it was still that kind of whole thing of like it's a tattoo artist it's a different lifestyle it's like i I don't think i had like what it took to be part of that right but by that point i was like well you know um the whole starving artist thing is is only cool for so long and then on top of it uh tattooing was was a uh, an aspect of art, a job that you didn't need to pour thousands of dollars to get a degree. Right. You could do the apprenticeship thing and, and like kind of work your way up and not have to, you know, have thousands of dollars on the line. So, um, but I went there, I was going to come back. She recommended I come back that weekend, that Saturday. And then I I think I got fired from my temp job. And so it fell by the wayside and then I slowly came back into it and I eventually got a job over at Skinworthy and apprenticeship there. And it was kind of like an American Idol situation where now, did like, you
1: have to pay for an apprenticeship there? I was told I would have to, but
0: uh-huh. I didn't. There was never any Oh really. I was told I was gonna pay X amount of dollars and I was like, Holy shit, I don't know if I can do this. And then I kept waiting for the, uh, a bill. the <laughs> bill to come and it never did. Yeah. Um it was one of those, it was American uh, kind of an American Idol situation. There were like there were eight people and mm-hmm. then there were five and then the there was only a position for one apprentice but he ended up taking 3 uh the other two fell by the wayside one of them completely disappeared i don't know what happened to her and uh yeah i just probably a
1: dance festival too soon
0: got picked up by a fucking paraglider um and then yeah i just been following momentum ever since that's what i yeah. tell people cuz it really does feel like that you're like jumping from a moving tr- onto a moving train mm-hmm. um
1: oh so it yeah. goes fast
0: yeah so I I could have very well been your apprentice in a in a different
1: timeline. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um. So speaking of which, you know, we we should probably. I've I've thought about this a lot of times. If if there would be any interest in people, I I, I don't want to say write having me write memoirs or anything like that, but like writing a history of like Neon Dragon or a history of Cedar Rapids tattoo parlors or anything like that, because like we literally have now there are tattoo studios here in town that have been around longer than me. Mm -hmm. Um, wild side is one appetite for ink is one. Um, honestly, I think that's actually possibly it. Um, you know, uh, Josh over at platinum rose. I mean, platinum rose itself is not, um, as old as neon dragon, but he, um, had been tattooing since, you know, he was apprenticing under Hank when I was still tattooing out of my house up in South Dakota. Like, so I mean there there's there's people that have been tattooing here longer than I have mm-hmm. but there you know there are studios that are not as old as Neon Dragon but there's a lot of studios that are owned right now and and opened by people that we've turned down. Yeah. You know, I mean like, you know, like lefty him and I get along just fine and everything, but he actually came in and and applied for a job. You know, one time because he used to work at a place called uh Ink Addiction. That's no longer around. Mm. Um but um yeah, and he, uh, I think he had tattooed in Des Moines prior to that, maybe, or something like that. So he's been around a long time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he, had, he was out of a job, and he came in and asked for a job with us, and we didn't need anybody at the time. And, uh, you know, then eventually he went and opened his own place, you know. Gene, he came in and asked for a job one time. And, you know, I, I was like, no, I don't really need anybody right now he later then went and opened his own place, you right. know, I mean, we had Bart and Raven both worked at my shop and, you know, then they were gone and they tried opening their own place and went belly up. And now then Bart went to Wildside, and now he's got his own so- shop over on the other side of town, you know? So like, there's a lot of people, you know, that have been through neon dragon or, you know, people that I have taught, like Bart was my apprentice, you know, for a long time or well for a couple of years anyway. And, um, but a lot of people nowadays, they they don't know the history of things. You know, they don't know, like, oh, well, you know, I came from, you know, South Dakota. Then I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was in Minneapolis. I worked at Appetite for Inc. a while. That place is still there. It's still open. It's a still still a shop, you know. Um, I can but, see you with you know.
0: a chart. Kind of like uh, yeah. break it like a family tree. Right. Because it really does feel like it's all very kind of it, it does get kind of incestuous. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think I think, you know, there'd be some interest in that. I've thought about it.
1: I've thought about a lot about writing down all of that sort of mm-hmm. sort of stuff, you know. And I mean like uh what's in Jacob? Uh he he worked at uh, like Platinum Rose and he uh kind of came and talked to me one time, Jacob Grant. Okay. Um, he came and talked to me one time about uh working at the shop and I think uh he ended up going over and working with Jeremiah. Um but uh yeah apparently I, I according to Jeremiah I said something that uh, he took offense at or something and wasn't interested but mm. i I don't know what I would have said I was probably just fucking around but whatever fuck around and yeah. find out and I've had a lot of people that have tried to be apprentices that have turned down that are now great tattoo artists mm-hmm. you know like uh you know Shauna that used to work at Iron Lotus and now she's over in Marion um, at a newer shop there uh Tristan klein he applied to be a, a an apprentice one time and you know ended up now he does great realism yeah you know and stuff like that and a nice nice as fuck guy you know but uh yeah it's kind of interesting how many people we've we've been you know like kind of touched with our lives and stuff like that like tyler you know he had come into the shop i didn't even know him at the time you know you'd come into the shop i didn't even know you know and it's interesting how, how time kind of like weaves people in and out and brings everybody back and forth and stuff like that, too.
0: I think the first time we met was during, I don't know what part of my apprenticeship, but Gene was doing a um, a benefit with you guys at Firehelm Shop, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah, for
0: his wife. And I had to stop by and drop some uh, equipment or ink or whatever off oh. for, for Gene, and, and he introduced us briefly, and you were in the middle of a tattoo. Okay. And, We said, "Hey, how you doing?" You said something that really offended me that I hold against you to this day. Probably, I don't remember what it was. No, you didn't (laughs) didn't say anything uh, offensive or Uh, or anything that ruffled my feathers. Um, No. So, like, that was our first introduction, Uh, and then here we are, years later. Who would have thought it would have ended up like this? Yeah, I mean,
1: that's kind of one of those things why. You know, you also got to stop and think like there comes a point when you realize that every interaction with anybody could become something else. Mm -hmm. So do you want to be the person that's an asshole or do you want to be the person that's always open and friendly to people, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But then then there's always going to be those people that you're not going to vibe well with and, you know, you're going to.
0: Well, I always come from a, like, I always think of, like, sometimes um, being an asshole works out, and what I mean to say is, first impressions are just that, mm-hmm. they can change. Uh, I've I've known people who I didn't like at first, or didn't like me, and you get to know people, and they can develop, and people change their minds about people. Yeah. So, um, relationships that, you know, end on bad terms, or you can, time can pass, or, distance yep. is a big factor too, yeah. that, you know, you gain perspective and you realize that everything that happened, you are the person you are because of what happened. Exactly. And even the bad experiences can, in the long term, you go, oh, okay, that w- actually worked out for the best. And that's that's when you know you're on the right path. It does feel like there was an inevit- inevitability to yeah. the whole thing. And I look back a lot in my life in those regards, especially in my career. Mm. It's like, no it it had to be this way yeah um certain bumps in the roads uh i feel at, at times i took a long longer path yeah uh and i think everybody feels that especially looking back like oh man if i hadn't taken that detour i mean chris she had her detour she's having her de- detour now mm-hmm. but if you have the will if you have the the commitment it
1: uh it you end up
0: where you're supposed to and you're going to rock it out yeah
1: yeah so I mean, there's there was like uh you know we had this guy that was doing piercings at the shop uh, named Spider, um way back in the day uh, when I first opened on on Blair's Ferry Road it was me, uh this guy named Adam was my apprentice, um and then uh, uh, we brought Spider in probably about maybe a month and a half after I opened, mm. you know um he was there quite a, like a good while, and um I ended up letting him go because I had found out he was doing uh you know piercings off outside of the shop, you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, that's not cool, you know. Um, but anyway, I, I let him go. And he's still, you know, in the body art industry. He uh, moved up to, like, you know, Waterloo or somewhere up there. He owns a shop or something. I, I haven't talked to him for years. But I do remember that we ran into each other one time at a concert down at Third Street Live. And I don't remember the band or anything like that. But he we ran into each other. And he's like, you know what? I don't believe in God, but I know you do. And if there is somebody above us or an entity above us that has created us, do you think that they want us to be angry at each other? Or do you think that they want us to just co- coexist and and be okay with each other? And I was just like, you know what? You're, you're completely right, man. You know, let's, let's let bygones be bygones you live your life I'll live mine done and done mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of like a big thing right there when when I you know interacted with him that time and I've kept that close to my heart for a long time and that's how I feel about certain people too you know I've had issues with other shop owners you know back in the day it used to be a lot more territorial than it is now right and it, it's one of those things like hey you know what you're an artist you're gonna do your thing I'm an artist I'm gonna do my thing you know, we're not going to do the same thing. You know, how to. What I do, I do my way. What you do, you do yours. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, back then, uh, the, the knowledge was guarded a lot. It was. There's a lot of. Yeah. Use that fucking Gen Z term. Gatekeeping. What's the word of the
1: day? Ah, you said the word of the day. Ah!
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that word? Gatekeeping. That's right. Thank you, Satan. And Satan, let me speak on him yes. on his behalf for a second. He wants you to hold grudges, okay? I mean, he's he's the original grudge holder. That motherfucker won't let shit go.
1: You must hate everyone.
0: I, I, I agree. I think I have to agree.
1: You agree to hate everyone?
0: I mean, when you say it with that cool voice, I kind of like... Oh, oh yeah. I don't know, man. It's just some kind. Of, it kind of What if I
1: say it in this
0: voice? It's about the same. That's a little, it's a bit about the same. Same yeah.
1: Oh wow, this one's crazy.
0: Yeah. Do you have anything to suggest to me, weird alien guy?
1: Um. No, I would only just go ahead and say that you keep doing you, boo boo.
0: Oh, nice and vague. <laughs> Thanks, new agey alien. Oh, you've got it, sexy. Oh, that was Satan the whole time. Okay. <laughs> hey, what a here's twist. The deal.
1: Satan is a trickster.
0: Mm. So, uh, anyway, what the fuck? You made me completely lose my train of thought. I know, Satan. and we we went
1: like a half hour over here too, so I know. Like, yeah, this is this is a bonus episode. Yeah. Episode 10, hour and a half Well, it's not a bonus episode. It's, no, uh, it's, no, a, it's, not a it's bonus. it's a
0: landmark episode.
1: Yeah. Well, I tell you what. Because this is a landmark episode, it's an hour and a half in. We're about to go ahead and close her down for the night. Um, we did, we actually had a few things that we were going to try to talk about that we didn't quite get to. I was kind of wanting to push that Friday the Thirteenth thing. And no, let's do our plugs. But, uh, you know, like I said, we're we're dropping this uh, this episode uh, here on Thursday, which is uh, you know hopefully today if you're listening to it. So tomorrow we will be doing that Friday the Thirteenth thing. I know it's me. Um, Ashley unfortunately did get booked um with a with a tattoo, but she's hoping to get done with that in time to partake in some of it. Uh Zach is possibly going to be doing some of them. I know Carrie is. Um, unfortunately, uh Abby is out of town uh with Duncan, Dunkaroo. Um, but uh yeah, so there'll be a couple of us doing it. We are going to be utilizing the get what you get machine. Um, I might actually utilize that uh, that Wheel of Fortune thing that we have, the the spinning wheel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I was thinking about actually using that. Um, I thought about maybe using some dice, too, just for fun, maybe mm-hmm. having a, three different ways that you could do it. Um, but with that being said, I, I want to leak something here. We are in the process of creating a regret-what-you-get machine. So not just... Okay, the get what you get machine, you you give us a hundred bucks and you know, you pop your coin in there, and whatever pops out, that's the tattoo you get, mm-hmm. right? So the regret what you get machine, though would literally have tattoos that you probably don't want. Mm-hmm. Now, the get what you get those are they're all random, cool designs. A lot of them are traditional. Some of them are like cartoony, some of them are black and gray, but they're normal designs Mm -hmm. you know maybe a panther head maybe a heart you know like typical tattoos right right the get what you get machine or the regret what you get machine is going to definitely be things like you know possibly a shark penis you know Mm. maybe uh i i think i drew a titty monster um which i i i'm showing zach right here uh the (laughs) the collarbones are like the eyebrows you know um but uh can you zoom
0: out real quick yeah a lot of phallic imagery.
1: There, There's a party penis. Uh, mm-hmm. I think there's a, a vagina spider. Why? Sex, be,
0: this is not a very sex-positive... Uh, okay, not
1: all of them are going to be sexually related, but they're going to be tattoos like no regerts, You yeah. know, stuff like that, The stuff that you're not going to really want. I mean, and I was who, who would actually would want thinking, to
0: use an extra penis? Who would want <laughs> an extra one? I was
1: actually thinking about having the regret-what-you-get machine cost more than the get what you get machine uh, that way not only is this a tattoo that you're going to regret but you overpaid for it too and I tell you what just for the fun of it I think there are some people that might do it
0: I think you're gonna you're gonna have at least one yeah one brave soul out there one adventurous spirit
1: yeah but also in plugging things you know like uh about plugging things uh we do want to push that uh, hybrid realism as a style that both Zach and I are into um we're going to go ahead and post pictures of this uh tattoo that Tyler and I did as a collaboration on Zach's leg um and uh i think we should go ahead and draw a hybrid realism design yeah for for this episode now obviously we're not going to get it done tonight um you know for posting purposes and stuff we'll have to post it probably next week as far as the drawing goes, and that'll go with like the YouTube episode and everything, I'm sure.
0: Mm. I think maybe we should make it a little bit interesting. Okay. For our diehard fans who are listening uh-huh. to this before our uh Halloween party coming up on That's right. The twenty-eighth, Saturday the twenty eighth.
1: Saturday the twenty-eighth, ladies and gentlemen. Halloween.
0: Okay. Drop the drop the plug, man. What's the what's the de- what's the deets on that?
1: So uh it is the Neon Dragon nineteenth annual. Halloween party. Maybe we should use a megaphone here. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Jason Evans from Neon Dragon Tattoo and Body Piercing announcing the 19th annual Halloween costume party. And that'll be held at uh, CRL, uh, which is downtown, just across the river there. And it's 9 to midnight, and uh, we've got the band Interstellar Cave Dweller that'll be there. They're fucking awesome. They're one of my favorite bands um you've tattooed zach stanky i've tattooed him um i've tattooed I got the his drummer. stank on me yeah i've tattooed the drummer uh travis bales a few times um yeah good group of guys robbie cooper is with them like i these are there's a great great band mm-hmm. and we will be doing uh prizes we'll have uh you know Neon Dragon gift certificates that will be given away the bar is actually going to be doing a couple giveaways as well yeah like bar tabs um you know, some money, stuff like that. There's going to be drink specials. It's going to be a fucking rocking time.
0: I think we should make that a little bit interesting, too. Throw a little uh, something our fans' way. Uh, maybe if you go to this party, mm-hmm. and maybe if you uh, do a snapshot, or a tweet, or an Instagram story, a Snapchat, uh, linking, giving us a, our podcast a shout-out, Uh uh-huh. maybe that's worth a little something. What oh, you there think, you Jason? go. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think that's worth?
1: I mean, I think we could actually do maybe a a collaborative tattoo contest. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, if you are interested in having Zach or I, well, Zach and I do a collaborative, uh, you know, hybrid realism tattoo on you, and uh, you want to go ahead and, you know, come to our Halloween party, uh, what are the parameters you want us to, uh, you want to tag us in? I uh, think in
0: an Instagram, a public story, an Instagram, mm -hmm. Facebook, Maybe a
1: TikTok. Yeah, sure. Uh, either one
0: Whatever of Whatever
1: social media you might have. Yeah. Maybe uh, Maybe there's,
0: on. is there unlimited drawings or do we put a cap on this? We're working this out mm. as, we're, as, as we, we're talking at yeah, this moment. Yeah.
1: I would say, um, you know what? Maybe we should have people go ahead and comment on our Instagram and comment with what type of realism, hybrid realism tattoo they would want. You know, it could be an animal, could be uh, an an item or something like that. Yeah, and well, uh, and uh, you know, we could choose a winner.
0: Yeah, we'll work out the size and placement, mm-hmm. um, and figure all that good stuff out, and uh, maybe do a little follow up of of that after the um. I don't know. We'll work out the the detail after we record here, and uh, yeah. But no, I think that'd be a fun idea. I agree. Yeah, give us a little extra love here and uh, draw, people to our podcast because that's yeah. what we want to do, folks. We want, we want you to listen to our podcast. We want you to get to know us, get to know us as artists and as people, and be and friends. Be friends. Yeah. Let's and then be you can sit on people. our chair, and you can
1: get a you tattoo from us, maybe. Tony can sit, sit on our lap. lap. I don't know about you. Tony can.
0: Tony, I don't know. Tony might be a little big for the lap.
1: Eh, his wife won't mind. Well. Uh, one last thing though. We keep going one last thing. We're at an hour 40. I got you something. Looks like it's a slice of pizza, right? I'm hungry actually, so this is this is great. Okay. Well, it's upside down it's upside because down. I didn't want to give it away what it was. Is here. it not food? It's not actual it's pizza. It's not food. Oh my god. <laughs>
0: it's a uh uh ninja pizza slicer. It's uh shaped like a sigh. What was it called? A Raphael's.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not sure what those are called.
0: You know Raphael's weapon.
1: Yeah, the yeah, like the handle with the little uh, pokey thing. on Yeah, there. that's
0: fucking awesome, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah was, I'm gonna I, use this to uh, cut pizza tonight.
1: Yeah, I found that, and I was like, oh, you know what? Zach would like that. I was thinking about holding it until like Christmas time, but then I was like, you know what? Nah, I I can't do that. Let's see how oh, it look looks. At
0: this. Look at this butte. <laughs> oh yeah. That is uh, pretty nice if I can get out of the thing here. Now I'm not
1: going to lie. I do like doing tattoos of slices of pizza, too. Put that out there.
0: Maybe maybe something pizza-related. Mm. Maybe... I don't know. We'll, we'll put our feelers out, man. We'll see yeah. what people will come up with. Right on. So, yeah. Um, I think that brings our 10th episode to a close. Um, once again, thanks for listening. Um, stay tuned for our uh, uh, drawings that we'll post... Um, uh, we'll post them as, as soon as we draw them. Right. That.
1: <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been at Burns When I Pod with Jason and Zach, and I uh, appreciate you listening.